0: welcome to the 36th episode of our world news podcast this podcast along with all other Annie podcasts are part of Northern Provisions LLC. This podcast is sponsored by Mission Essential Gear, your one-stop combat shop. Home of the Tools, the tactical handbook for unit leaders available at megearcode.com and Amazon as well. Use code ANE2021 for a discount added to your card on the Mission Essential Gear website. Check out The Freelancers, a media and research collective dedicated to covering modern conflicts with a soft focus on foreign fighters. Find them on Twitter at CBT Freelancers. Instagram at freelancersblog, and their website at freelancersconflictblog.wordpress.com. Please consider supporting us on Patreon, that is at patreon.com, slash Analyze Educate, or buy us a coffee at co fi slash Analyze Educate, that is ko-fi.com. And before we get started, uh, real quick, next week, there will probably not be a news podcast. What uh, what I'm thinking I'm going to do actually is do a podcast on the uh, school shooting that happened in Uvalde, Texas. And the reason I'm thinking of doing that is because um, there's a lot of news that's come out recently about the shooting, particularly the police response or lack thereof. Um, regarding the shooting and it just seems as the days go on um more and more news comes out um the story keeps getting changed um and uh yeah for those reasons i i think i'll just make a podcast um on that instead of doing another world news podcast next week um and also just for uh scheduling reasons um but yeah what i'm thinking is i'll do that and then i may do another war report after that and then world news will be next in line um so yeah just a quick heads up um that is what i am looking at doing for next week and with that being said we will hop into the news So, cryptocurrencies had a pretty rough crash uh, this past week, coinciding with economic worries, particularly here in the U.S. Saturday was by far the worst day of the week, and really the worst day in over a year for the whole crypto market. Bitcoin dropped below 18000 a price that's not been seen since November 2020. Ethereum dropped to $933, a price that has not been seen since January 2021. Since the Saturday crash, the market has generally recovered a tiny amount, however, nowhere near where it started the month off, however, um, and definitely not the year. For reference, Bitcoin's all-time high is $69,000, and this week alone it dropped over 22%, while Ethereum's all-time high is over $4,600, and this week it dropped almost 24% alone, so... That is a decent-sized crash and obviously something to look at. Moving on to Europe and Turkey. In recent days, the Israeli government has been warning its nationals inside Turkey of impending attacks against them by the Iranian military. The Israeli government has been urging its citizens to return to the country, particularly those who are in Istanbul. As of June 17th, it is believed that over 2,000 Israelis are still in Istanbul even after requests for them to leave again those are only those in istanbul it doesn't take into account the rest of the country so there are obviously more prime minister naftali bennett said israeli security forces working with the turkish government have stopped multiple attacks and arrested multiple terrorists however no other details were given at this time there have been no known incidents reported moving on to afghanistan violence between various armed groups and the taliban government continued throughout the week on the 15th, fighters of the National Resistance Front, the NRF shot down a Taliban Mi-17V-5 helicopter in the Panjshir Valley, forcing it to make a crash landing. The NRF claims that two crew members were killed and five other Taliban members were taken prisoner, along with them a local commander by the name of Hafiz Habibarim, much to the contrary popular opinion at the time of the Taliban takeover. The group has been able to maintain and operate the helicopters that they captured from the former Afghan government and uses them in military operations quite frequently. Now that this helicopter is in the possession of the NRF, they will reportedly attempt to repair it and use it for their own operations against the Taliban. So that will be interesting to see if they're actually able to accomplish that. As the weather in the country gets warmer, the infamous fighting season comes around. The NRF has engaged in heavy fighting with the Taliban in recent months, despite the belief that the resistance had been finished late last year. The National Resistance Front is a group of militiamen and former Afghan servicemen still loyal to the former government that was deposed in August 2021. On June 18th, ISKP, that is the Islamic State Khorasan province, attacked a Sikh temple in Kabul with a car bomb. IEDs and small arms fire. The group claims they carried out the attack in response to disparaging comments made by some Indian politicians about the Prophet Muhammad. ISKP claimed they killed and wounded over 50 people. The Taliban are claiming that only two people died. That is Sawinder Singh. He was the security guard for the temple and an unnamed Taliban fighter, while seven others were injured, according to the Taliban claim. However, witnesses are reporting that the true casualty tolls are higher, so the exact figure is hard to determine. The attack was put to an end after three hours by Taliban security forces. Sikhs are an extremely small religious minority in Afghanistan. A local Sikh who spoke to BBC later that day claimed that around 20 Sikh families remain in Afghanistan, many of whom have been waiting on the Indian government to grant them visas since the Taliban took over in August. Hours after the attack, the Indian government granted emergency visas to 111 Afghan Hindus and Sikhs. Indian newspaper The Hindu claims that as of August 2021, only 159 Hindus and Sikhs remain in Afghanistan. Iran on June 18th, an Iranian Air Force F-14 suffered a, quote, technical failure and crashed in the central province of Ishafan. Both pilots were injured in the crash but are expected to survive. This is the second such incident to happen in Ishafan this month after an FT-7 training jet crashed, killing both pilots in that incident. In February, an F-7 fighter crashed in the city of Tabriz, killing three, including both pilots. Sanctions against Iran have been a big issue for the Air Force, which still uses a number of legacy American jets that were given to the country before the 1979 Islamic Revolution. That includes the F-4, F-5, and F-14. It is believed that Iran still has roughly 80 F-14 Tomcats in service, a fighter that was phased out of U.S. military service in 2006. In Syria, the Russian Air Force struck U.S.-backed rebel group Magawir al-Tara in the region of al-Tanf in southeastern Syria. The Russian government claims that the strike was retaliation for a supposed roadside bomb attack that the rebels carried out on a Russian military convoy. U.S. forces were warned by the Russians of the impending airstrikes to reduce the risk of casualties. Many have deduced that the strikes were launched in response to American support of Ukraine during the ongoing war between Russia and its neighbor. Russian and American forces have operated very closely in Syria for years, which continues to be a very tense environment. The most notable incident between the two sides happened in 2018. When Russian mercenaries employed by the infamous Wagner Group, embedded with a pro-government militia, attacked a U.S. military base in ez-Zor. then Defense Secretary Jim Mattis ordered a counter assault on the group, which led to hundreds of Russian and militiamen killed. We'll take a quick break, and we will be back with the United States. <laughs> And we're back with the U.S. On June 13th, Secretary of the Navy Carlos Del Toro formally censured three Marine Corps and two Navy officers that were in leadership roles during the July 2020 amphibious assault vehicle accident that killed eight Marines and one sailor from 1st Battalion, 4th Marine Regiment. Del Toro said that, quote, following a thorough review of the command investigations into the AAV sinking, these officers received letters of censure due to their inadequate leadership and execution of their oversight duties, end quote. Those censured include Marine Corps Lieutenant Colonel Retired Joseph Osterman, the commanding general of 1st Marine Expeditionary Force, Marine Corps Colonel Christopher Bronzey, commanding officer of the 15th Marine Expeditionary Unit, Navy Captain Stuart Bashansky Commanding Officer of the Amphibious Task Force for the USS Macon Island Amphibious Readiness Group. Navy Captain John Kurtz, Commanding Officer of the USS Somerset LDP-25, that is the ship that the Amphibious Assault Vehicle launched from. And Marine Corps Lieutenant Colonel Keith Bernese, Commanding Officer of 3rd Assault Amphibian Battalion. According to Batschansky's LinkedIn account, he is currently the deputy of modernization, maintenance, and operations for the Navy. According to Bernice's LinkedIn account, he is currently the deputy director for the Warfighting Department of the Marine Corps Command and Staff College. Make of that what you will. A letter of censure from a secretary is an administrative paper that is placed inside the official service record of the person censured and cannot be appealed although the centered person can write an official rebuttal that is placed in the service record as well. The letter is typically, but not always, career-ending. In the letters, del Toro told General Osterman that he failed to recognize and address the risks of the training, including training and safety failures. He told Colonel Bronzy that he failed to implement, quote, critical safety measures, and he also knew, or should have known, that the vehicles were in a, quote, degraded state of readiness. Captain Batschansky was told that he did not give clear guidance to his subordinates that they could have delayed the execution of the training, presumably for safety reasons. Captain Kurtz was censured for failing to ensure safe operation of the vehicle and for being, quote, poorly informed of the risks and measures required, end quote, to safely operate the AAVs. And lastly, Lieutenant Colonel Bernice was censured for failing to ensure the AAV platoon was properly trained for the exercise and for failing to ensure that the vehicles were operationally sound. On June 14th, in a special election for Texas's 34th Congressional District, Republican Myra Flores beat Democrat Dan Sanchez to take the seat from then-Congressman Philemon Vela, who vacated his seat in March of this year. Flores's seven-point victory came as a shock to many. The area that encompasses the district has voted reliably Democrat for 150 years. Her new status as the first Mexican-born congresswoman underscores the observations of many political scientists that the Democratic Party is losing touch with Hispanic voters, particularly in districts that border Mexico. This is a phenomenon that was noticed in 2020 after former President Donald Trump won a record portion of Latino voters for the Republican Party the 34th district is the second most Latino populated in the country, further adding to Democrat worries for their upcoming midterms in November. In his concession announcement, Sanchez said, quote, Too many factors were against us, including little to no support from the National Democratic Party and the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. Flores will finish out Vela's term, while in November she will run again in the newly redrawn 34th district, Will face Representative Vicente Gonzalez of McAllen, Texas, who is favored to win the race. That is all I have for you guys this week. I want to thank you all for supporting this podcast. Of course, it means a lot to me. You can find this podcast on your favorite apps. That is Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Analyze Educate. That is all one word. Please consider supporting us on Patreon at. Patreon.com slash analyzeeducate or ko-fi. And that is all I have for you guys this week. We will see you around.